I also remember like someone asked me that question at work, um, like a colleague who thought it was appropriate lunch talk. And at that time I was going like in the middle of literally IVF. Like I had, I remember like I picked up all the shots from my doctor that day and literally had them like all under my desk at work um, and just had received like my first shot um, at the doctor's office. Some are going through really big struggles and maybe having a child is the biggest thing they, they want and the biggest thing they hope for, um, but it's just not so easy for everyone. Hello everyone and welcome back to very beginning. It's Thursday again, so a new episode. I'm actually even recording it on a Thursday today, a bit last minute everything today, but well, I will just have to do the editing a bit quicker to upload this episode today. Um, last week I did take a bit of a break um, since I was on a vacation, which was so nice and so recharging. And I posted something on my Instagram channel about it. Um, it's kind of really a a friendly reminder that sometimes it's you know okay to take breaks. And even though I had to kind of convince myself first that it was okay to pause the podcast for a week, I think it's super important to sometimes take those breaks right and especially if your mind or your body is kind of giving you those signals that like hey I really need a break like don't stress yourself like we just need to take a time out I think it's super important to do so um so now I'm fully refreshed and back. This week has been super busy already, but so excited to get into today's topic, which is a topic that is really, really close to my heart um, as we kind of continue on these different fertility topics that I want to cover in this season. I kind of still see us in this a bit of beginning TTC space, um, the trying to conceive space. Um, once we're done with, with kind of that topic area, I also have so many episodes planned on IVF and other topic areas. But um, yeah, as always, if there is something that you're interested in and you would like me to talk about in future episodes, do pop it in the comments. So today it's going to be all about what to say, how to react, what to do when you are getting that dreaded question, when are you finally going to have kids? And there's so many problems and issues with questions like that, right? And I also want to get into that. Um, but really to start, as I was thinking about how, you know, I, I want to cr really create this episode of what I want to talk about. I kind of took a step back and was thinking like, it's so crazy that in society, it's so normal, right? To constantly ask people, but especially women, when they're going to do the next big thing. I don't know how your experience was, but for me, I remember when I was in my kind of mid twenties and I was single for a while, I would always get the question like, when are you going to have a boyfriend? Like you're already, you know, like in your mid twenties. And then when you have a boyfriend, everyone is asking, when are you getting engaged? When are you, you know, like when, when is he finally proposing? When are you getting married? And the crazy thing is like the minute you're married. And I literally remember like someone asked me that the day after our wedding, like we had a brunch after a wedding, like to say bye to all the guests. And someone asked me that at the brunch, like, so when are you going to have kids? <laughs> and Honestly, like that is just so crazy that it's always right. Like people 
feel like you're always supposed to do the next big thing and people feel like they are so entitled to all this information and I get it right like people are curious I don't think anyone really ever comes from a bad place right I think it's always with a good intention maybe just a bit of curiosity but um, I think it's it's really tricky, right, to kind of um, be on the on the other side and to almost you know like see it as another check mark you have to accomplish because in our culture or in our society it's all about like you know going to school check mark going to university check mark and for many it's also like getting married check mark and then having kids check mark. So I really found myself in that pressure even before I was really ready to have kids even before we were trying um, of people just constantly asking and that kind of really puts you in a position of like am I doing something wrong am I kind of falling behind and I know there's so many others especially kind of as we approach 30 feel that way um, so yeah just just kind of a, a crazy thing to think about that in our society it's all still so much of kind of the next big thing the next big thing and the next big thing so as I was thinking of kind of the top tips that I want to give for how to deal with those questions, I really think it's important to look at this topic from both sides and take a step back. And first of all, take a second to really talk about what the big issue is with asking people those questions, right? Because I, as I said, like, I don't think anyone ever asks it with bad intentions. But I think and my hope is maybe, you know, someone listens to it who normally does ask these type of questions of when are you having kids? And maybe this can kind of serve as a friendly reminder as to kind of what really the big issues are and how, you know, sometimes it can really hurt people when you ask these well intended questions. So I, I kind of divided the, the top issues with asking it into three main areas. Um, the first area I really wanted to talk about is that some people simply don't want to have kids, right? And I think this is such a big explosive topic. Um, there are so many hashtags to this topic. There are so many conversations. I was reading so many articles to this topic in preparation for it. And even though being someone who always knew that I wanted to have kids, I can really understand and relate to people who just say like, hey, this just isn't for me. And I also have a couple of friends who, who think like that. And what's wild is that, right, this is always met with so much judgment and not understanding. And when you think about it, like so many people live great, fulfilling lives, even if they decide not to have kids, right? And even, you know, like the many celebrities like Oprah Winfrey, for instance, who never had kids, but kind of still devoted her life to helping others, supporting youth programs, like there's still so much good, right, that someone can do, despite not having biological kids. And I think it's also really um, challenging that people feel like when you, you know, when they ask you like, hey, what have kids? And someone says, actually, no, I don't that you also really have to understand like, hey, you actually don't owe anyone an explanation, right? That this is actually, I think, one of the most important decisions we'll ever have to really take in our life. And no one is really entitled to sit you down and be like, explain me your reasons why not to. Um, I was talking about like a few cultural phenomenons I, I noticed in that um, in that direction. And there's this hashtag that I saw that was really 
had so many different um, posts on Instagram, on YouTube, and that's regretting motherhood. And I think that's such a, such a big taboo topic for itself, right? That there are so many women who are now actually openly saying like, hey, I, you know, I regret having a child or I regret becoming a parent, um, which is, I think, really difficult, right? It must be so difficult to admit that and to talk about that. But I think it really goes to show that it's it's such an important, um, you know, it's such an important consideration whether to have kids or not. And I don't even think that women, you know, or parents who now feel like they regret to be, have become a parent, that they don't love their kids. Like, I think that's not the reason at all. I just think for some, it's such a monumental change in your life that now they kind of almost wonder, you know, should I have done it or not? So it just goes to show that some people just truly don't want it or truly just feel like they don't want to abide to this societal pressure or that pressure of like check marks that I mentioned in the beginning. Um, so yeah, just I think in this topic of like, or in this bucket of some people just simply don't want to have kids, so important to really, you know, understand that like, if, you, if you're asking this question, you might be tapping into such a big, big Pandora box of reasons why someone is really, you know, really doesn't want it. And they don't owe you an explanation, but um, it's just such a loaded topic. And it's really even not so much a when are you having kids, right? But for some, it's if and for some, it's really like a never kind of answer. So really important, I think, to remember the top reason to not ask it is that some people simply don't want to. The second one, and of course, this one hits really close to home because that's something that I've experienced myself, is that, of course, some people struggle with fertility issues and some people struggle with conceiving. So when you do, you know, ask that question about when are you having kids or are you having kids, which again, I, I never assume it's, it's with bad intentions, but it can just really be a dagger in someone's heart at the time because you never know what somebody is currently going through. I received so many questions from friends and family throughout that time when when we were trying and it was always so, I mean, it's at times it was fine to deal with at other times it was just really, really tricky and just really hit like a sore spot. I remember getting that question uh, from a friend about like, a week maybe after my miscarriage and even though it was a close friend it was still like you know like a dagger in my heart because at that point I wasn't really ready to talk about it I mean now it's it's a year later like I'm really open about it I can't talk about my, my miscarriage I mentioned like I'm gonna do a whole episode on it but um, back then I wasn't ready so that's just so tricky right when you then present it with that question and you kind of put on the spot and you have to respond and we'll talk about my my tips for replying in a minute but um, just a reminder as to kind of the reason not to even put someone in that position I also remember like someone asked me that question at work um, like a colleague who thought it was appropriate lunch talk because uh, it was kind of all all just women sitting at a table and she felt like it was appropriate um, to ask like so who has kids and at that time I was going like in the middle of literally IVF like I had I remember like I picked up all the shots from 
my doctor that day and literally had them like all under my desk at work um, and just had received like my first shot um, at the doctor's office. So obviously, though, at like in this context, I didn't really want to open up about it to colleagues. Some of them were superior to me, right? It just didn't feel like the right place and time. So I just said no. And then what followed was kind of a lecture on, well, why you shouldn't wait too long and, you know, why you kind of should have kids sooner rather than later. So Again, just so, so challenging or so tricky for someone who is in that position. So for any reminder, reason number two why to not ask it is that some are going through really big struggles and maybe having a child is the biggest thing they they want and the biggest thing they hope for, um, but it's just not so easy for everyone. I was also thinking about kind of different, you know, examples that I know and um I remembered that uh, interview that Jennifer Aniston did with Allure magazine, um, I believe it was in 2022. And she she also opened up, right, that like for years, if not for a decade, she was going through like various different fertility treatments and doing everything she could, right, to try to get pregnant. And that just like got me thinking, like for so many years, she was always seen as like, oh, the one whose career is more important to her. And like, that's why, you know, she can't keep a man. And that's why, you know, Brett left her for Angelina. And imagine like if hearing all of that and reading all of that about yourself. And actually, you are trying everything, right, to conceive. But uh, for whatever reason, it's just not working. So really, really important to talk about this. That's why it's so, you know, why I made it really my mission to talk about this openly, just to spread that message about like, hey, it's not easy for everyone. Um, And I think this also brings me to the third um, reason why I would recommend to not not ask people the question about when they're, when or if they're having kids, is that it's not even always a question of like, I just simply don't want to, or I really want to, but I'm struggling. But the third one is really some just simply don't know. And I think this also really needs to be normalized in our society because it is a question at the end of the day, right? It's not a status quo. It's not something like, as I said in the beginning, like a check mark on our list. In the same way that actually none of these things like university or marriage or anything I truly believe should be, you know, kind of set in stone because all of these are decisions and all of these are personal. But I think the having kids one is just such a monumental because it doesn't just affect you, it affects another human, it affects another life you bring to this world that you're going to be responsible for. So it is really an important category to consider that some people simply don't know. And in my experience, um, I, you know, friends who I talk to and who oftentimes then kind of say in a, in a context or kind of in a big roundtable environment where someone did ask that question, like, hey, I don't know. So often the person asking will then reply with like a myriad of, you know, answers of like, oh, no, you really should. Or like, oh, but you'd be such a good mother or like, oh, but this oh, but that. And I I find that really tricky because really that question around like, I just don't know, I'm still thinking about it, I'm still talking about it to my partner, it really doesn't seem to be accepted in our society. 
So, um, yeah, I think bottom line, especially in a world, you know, that we in that in which we live today with so much war, with so much conflict, with climate change, it really is a big question that everyone needs to consider. Should I? Should I not? Is it the right thing for me? Um, and I think people just need to really start accepting that. I don't know. It's not an invitation for, hey, let me tell you all the reasons why you should. But, um, you know, it's just something that you can accept if you already made that decision to ask, to kind of go into that personal space and ask someone if they want to have kids or not. These are really my top three tips um, why I suggest you don't ask people when and if they should have questions, uh, when and if they want to have kids. My bonus tip for for that is also that I get it, like everyone is curious and I'm not even, that's why I really wanted to talk about these questions, these kind of reasons why to not ask at first, because I'm not saying that I'm any better. Like I'm saying I'm also curious and I've also found myself, especially with close friends or especially with like couple friends where I know like we got married at the same time to also be really curious and you know maybe even like ask my partner like hey have you spoken to this friend of yours do you know if they're also trying because of course it's like human nature to be curious it's also human nature to seek out like kind of people who are in a similar um you know kind of position in their life so it all makes sense but i think what i just um what's my bonus tip or at least i started doing is to really just take a step back and think, is my question doing more good or more harm to that person? Because more often than not, if people do want to open up about it, they will come to you and they will share. But to almost, you know, taking a step back and think about like, will my question possibly cause more harm than good? I think is a very, very helpful advice to just always, you know, take that little step back and ask yourself um, what, you know, is it doing good or harm? And in the background, you'll see my cute doggy Bella, <laughs> who is always doing more good than harm, <laughs> at least 99% of the time. So just, just a friendly reminder to take that step back. Now that we discussed why, in my opinion, you shouldn't really be asking these questions, I want to get into my five top tips for how to deal with those questions. Because as we all know, in all honesty, people will still ask it in some capacity or other. So I think what I just really wanted to give you from my experience, what I wanted to share with people um, are just a couple of helpful tips, almost like a menu of options that I kind of started to use um, just to prepare myself or just like feel a bit more in control because when you are, and I haven't experienced, right, like how it must be if you don't want it, if you don't want kids and you're, you're faced with that question or if you don't know. So, of course, I can only talk from my experience about that kind of second bucket of having fertility issues and being asked that question. But I remember like when you're so in the thick of it and when especially you maybe like just experience loss or when you're going through um, IVF or whatever fertility treatment um you know especially after the miscarriage also i was really dreading to go to like certain functions like family events family gatherings or friend events where i knew like there would be some noisy people there would be people with kids who would be curious kind of like what about you there could be you know kind of a noisy family member that's why i kind of started to think about okay what other different options do i have to answer those questions because it's not always as straightforward right um so that's why I wanted to give you kind of my top five tips, but see them, of course, as a menu of options.
options as um, some different choices you can make in whatever situation you find yourself and in whatever kind of situation you find yourself feels the easiest to reply to. But before I go into my top five tips how to reply to the question, my number one tip or kind of the very first step you should always do while you're considering which um, which option to really choose or which kind of the response is the best in that situation is just to take a really long, deep breath. Because oftentimes, right, like when you ask that question and you found, find yourself like really overwhelmed with emotions, maybe it's, you know, maybe tears are coming up, maybe it's anger, maybe it's frustration, and at the end of the day, like we don't want to, I mean, sure you can, if that's, if that's what feels right and kind of you, you feel like it, I don't want to tell you like, no, don't <laughs> yell at people or don't do that or this, but I've just found it so helpful just to take a really nice, long, deep breath while I'm considering kind of the options of how I can reply to a person. So that's always my number one kind of, that's where we start. Take a long, deep breath and at, at, during that time, just kind of thought, think about those five different menu options that I'm going to talk about now. So tip number one is, I think, the most straightforward one, and that's just be honest. I think it's also the hardest one because that means like fully opening yourself up. Um, so for that reason, I think it's not something that realistically can work with every person or realistically can talk, can work in every situation. But I found it also very therapeutic when I did choose to do it. Um, I think especially if it's a really good friend that's asking you or especially if it's, you know, kind of in a more private setting. And of course, when just when you feel ready for it, it can really be almost like a nice opportunity and nudge to open up, right? And to actually tell someone how you've been feeling and maybe tell someone like, hey, I've been going through this or I've experienced that. Just so you're prepared, in my experience, what then would often happen is that people feel quite taken aback, right? Because since you are really stepping out of your comfort zone and really opening yourself up and all of a sudden, right, like you might just have be having a coffee chat with your friend and she might be asking it without, again, any bad intentions, just a bit curiosity. And probably she's expecting you to say something like, oh, you know, we'll start trying soon. But instead, you choose to be fully honest and um, start, you know, kind of opening yourself up and really showing what's in your heart. I've I've seen it in people that they also feel like a little bit like, you know, the eyes start coming out and maybe they even like start sweating a bit because it, by stepping out of your own comfort zone, you are also really catapulting people out of their comfort zone. So just be prepared for, for that reaction that some people might just be like, um, and oftentimes they would then kind of be like apologetic, like, oh, I didn't want it to step too close. But um, if you do choose to, that you want to go down that path and be honest, I think it's also a really nice way to kind of maybe even take a friendship to a next level and see if you can talk to this friend or that friend about such um, intimate topics. So that's really, I would say, the most challenging path to choose um, but one that can bring you a lot of value one can bring you a lot of healing because at the end of the day that's also the one where you'll be the most authentic where you'll show yourself the most vulnerable and as I said like for me personally talking about these difficult topics have really helped me to heal 
But as I said, it is not going to work in every situation because obviously if you are in, let's say, at a big table with your family, let's say it's Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, maybe you don't want to, you know, start opening yourself up to everyone, you know, and kind of, I don't want to say destroy the mood, but still, like, you might just not feel like it. So my tip number two, kind of your menu option number two is just to use humor. And I know I always advocate for, you know, being authentic and to not mask yourself. But I don't think that in that context, it really is a mask that you're putting on. I think it's really a coping mechanism at the end of the day. And in certain situations, right, where there's a distant family member, a cousin or, you know, an uncle or whoever, who is just being a bit too curious or being a bit like too nosy in your business, I think replying with humor can just really, you know, be a nice way to show someone like, hey, that's a boundary you're overstepping. I don't want to talk about it, but at the same time, you're not like bringing this emotional bomb to the to the Christmas uh, table. So, you know, saying things like, well, you'll be the first to know, or for now, we'll enjoy trying. I think I just kind of witty replies that you can that you can give, right, without hurting someone, but at the same time, quite clearly demonstrating, like, I'm not going to be talking about this and you are overstepping. But at the same time, really, like, keeping the mood light if that's kind of the situation that you find yourself in. Tip number three is kind of, I guess, a variation of that, but in a way more concrete way. And that is really to shut the person down. Because while I think in some situation using humor or something like this can really work well, in others, you really have to be clear and you really have to communicate that this is a boundary that you are overstepping. So sometimes really saying like stop or something like, hey, I'm sorry, but this is a quite personal topic that I just don't feel like discussing with you or discussing with you now or discussing with you ever. Um, I think it's a really fine response. And I've, I, in my personal experience, I didn't find that people get really hurt by it. I mean, again, they are oftentimes then taken aback and kind of like, oh, will reply like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to offend you or I didn't mean to overstep. Um, and you can reply and say like, oh, that's okay. I, I'm not offended. Um, I'm you know, just kind of, and, and again, this is then up to you how much you are willing to open up. You can say like, I've been going through a few things, or maybe I'm just thinking through a few things. So I'm not really ready to talk about this topic whatsoever with you yet or with anyone yet. I think can just be such a helpful way to just really be clear about your boundaries. And almost I feel like, um, we need a whole nother episode for boundaries because that's something that is so important to learn to set with people, no matter if it's your friend or your family, because at the end of the day, we all have them and we always have to practice to really making sure that people don't overstep. But again, bit of a separate topic, but um, this is a fantastic opportunity to practice setting boundaries and just to be really clear in your communication of saying, stop. I don't want to talk about this now. I don't want to talk about this with you. No offense, but just not something that I'm willing to open up about now. Tip number four is to simply remind people that it's not up to you. And that's a bit of like a more fluffy one, let's call it, because it's not like as clear or like as 
you know, strict as being open or being humorous or saying stop and setting boundaries. But I found that that fourth one of really kind of reminding people that it's not up to you and no matter what you believe in, right? Maybe you believe in God. So you say like, it's, you know, up to someone up there or I firmly believe in the universe. So I would say things like, you know, it's not in my hands whenever the universe decides that our family is ready for it or whenever the right soul picks our family. I think it's just a nice way to just remind people a little bit of like, hey, it's really not up to you. I found that that strategy really works well with people who um, you just need to be a bit more sensitive with. So I was thinking, for instance, of uh, my grandpa who asked me, that question and of course I knew like he was not coming from a bad place right because he was just so excited and um, of course he just was like a bit curious and just kind of wanted to know right because that's like his biggest wish um, so you know being really direct and being like I don't want to talk to you about this now or you know totally opening myself up and starting you know to cry in front of him like I knew he couldn't really handle so just reminding him like, you know what, it's not up to me. Um, he's like a bit religious. So, you know, he would fully understand, you know, the kind of, oh, yes, of course, it's not up to you, like everything in, in, in timing of whatever higher entity you believe in. So um, I think that really works well with a certain kind of people where you just want to be like a bit more sensitive about how they might reply, maybe especially close family members, um, right? Because you don't want to offend people. But at the same time, you also have the right to protect yourself in your own heart and your own soul so um yeah sometimes just easier to pick this path being a bit less kind of assertive but just reminding people that it's really not in your hands and tip five is really an extension of that and that is to you know if the situation is right if the opportunity is right to use it as an educational opportunity and what do I mean by that? And that kind of goes, um, you know, kind of really an extension of tip four, where you say, it's not up to me. Here you can really tell people like, hey, well, I don't know if you knew, but every month there's only 20% chance of conceiving. Or, you know, I don't know if you knew, but every third pregnancy ends in a miscarriage or every seventh couple struggles to conceive. If you just have kind of little facts like that front and center in your mind, I found it quite helpful just sometimes kind of, you know, pick and choose a few statistics that you could drop because while you know some people as I said in tip four for them they can like totally relate to a more spiritual thing and be like oh yes of course it's not in your hands for others just reminding them like hey did you yeah, by the way kind of almost like avoiding the question just presenting them with a data point can really be a helpful way to making them understand like well it is really not up to you and it really takes a while right and just kind of maybe gives them um, another way to look at things that it's not as clear as like hey well we're planning to have kids in three months or you know in so and so many weeks but that it takes a while right and that there are some statistics involved and that the data is really, you know, kind of clear. So um, I found that one to also be really helpful in certain situations or with certain kind of people where, you know, I wasn't ready to be emotional, where I wasn't really ready to open myself up, but where I knew that people would, you know, kind of respond pretty well to certain data points or facts when they're presented with. So these are my five top menu options, as I mentioned, that you can pick and choose from when someone asks you when or if you want to have kids. As I said in the beginning, I think 
there is still so much work that needs to be done in our culture and our society to re-reduce the amounts of times we ask people that question. And if you already forgot all the reasons why you shouldn't be asking it, maybe rewind and listen to it again because um, I was talking about it in the beginning. But I'm just hoping that these five tips can just help you to feel a little bit more prepared, a little bit more in control as you go into situations. Because again, I know how hard it can be when you're just kind of dreading to go to some kind of, you know, family function, friends event, because you know people might ask you that and you're just like working yourself up and getting all anxious and getting all, you know, flustered and nervous. So just to help you really deal with that in your day-to-day -day life, just knowing, you know, having options for how to respond, I found to be really helpful. So I hope that these tips can help you. Don't forget my most important tip to really take a deep breath when you are being asked those questions because that can just help so much to bring yourself down, to calm down a bit, to relax, to, you know, really decide like, am I ready to open myself up or should I be maybe picking more of like an approach of setting boundaries? So always, always try to take a step back and a little breath before you do so. I'm also super curious for any other um, tips that you my guys might have that someone might have you know, used in the past for any other coping mechanisms or any other responses that you might have given. So pop them in the comments if there's any kind of really helpful strategies that you have used in the past for dealing with those questions. Um, and as always, if you did like the episode, it means the world. If you subscribe, leave a review um, or like, depending on what channel you're listening or watching. But thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.